Hello and welcome to Love Signals. My name is Michaela McDonald and I will be your host as we go on a journey of exploring all the ways that love is sending signals to us and through us. Welcome back everybody. It's so great that you're here. This is episode 40 and every 10th episode I like to do a little review of the previous nine episodes. So we'll be going over episodes 31 through 39 today. And I really encourage you to listen to this one because whether you listen to all of those previous ones, 31 through 39, or you didn't, I think you can get a lot out of this review because it might remind you of some of the insights and yummy thoughts that came from those past episodes if you listen to them. Or if you haven't, it's a great way to get an overview and either give you what you need to know so you can keep moving forward or point out certain episodes you might want to refer back to because there are themes that I address that really resonate for you and really speak to you. So let's dive in. I actually want to dive in by taking a moment to slow down and read you what feels like not exactly a love letter from the Love Letter Project, but it's from that period of time. So this is from, looks like, January 8th of 2021. So this is just a few days after I moved from Colorado to California, which was this big event in the year-long love letter project. And I was journaling and reflecting on 2020 and 2021 and my feelings about the new year. So it felt kind of appropriate to share something from that time of transition because um, episodes 31 through 39 span the 2022 to 2023 year transition. So I think there was similar textures in the ideas I was having in these last episodes. So I was journaling and kind of dialoguing, I think. Sometimes this is one of my favorite ways of journaling where I'll ask a question and then I'll just see what answer wants to come out. In a way, it feels like a form of communication with the divine or a way to kind of open myself up to deeper wisdom, whether it's my higher self or my future self or God or, you know, some some other form of wisdom, it feels like a really valuable tool. And so I'd like to share this passage. The question I posed was, what does my soul want to tell me today? And here's the answer. You are right where you need to be. Please slow down each day so you can listen to the quiet nudges of creativity and inspiration that we are sending to you. There is profound creative energy in you, and there is magic eager to express through you. Spend time with your breath and body. Listen and hold space for all that is seeking to come through you. Relax around the other stuff, work, money, your body, your family, your friends, and just come back to the quiet and the messages we have for you. It's a beautiful dance, and you know the steps deep in your cells. That message really resonates with me all over again. I think for me, slowing down is one of the greatest gifts, slowing down, getting quiet. I spent some time doing that today. 
out in the sun. I laid out and I just listened to the birds and I felt the sun on my face. And I didn't have any profound epiphanies or anything like that, but there was just a sense of okayness and presence and ease. And that was really beautiful to me. Because today I was, I was feeling a little tense, a little anxious today. So it was so beautiful to realize, wow, I really can just take a moment. And when I really surrender into that moment is when I get the most juice out of it, so to speak. <laughs> and this idea of creative ideas wanting to come through each of us, I really feel that that's true. I feel that each of us is this kind of window of light and, and creativity and creation. And it's fun to remind myself of that as well and to let myself be a creative outlet, you know, a spigot of that divine creative energy. So with that in mind, and just with that as kind of the, the tone that I'm setting for today's review episode, let's dive into the list. So I'll go over the episodes, I'll first read out their titles, and then I'll just spend a little time on each of them. And part of what I like to do with these is let any new insights arise. Sometimes I find that as I reflect on different themes that I've visited throughout the podcast and look at them in these batches of, of nine, 10 is how I think of it, but you know, these batches of nine, there's a way that it allows me to glean even deeper insights and epiphanies. And so it's really fun for me. And I realize too, this, this process of creating and then reflecting is really deep in me. And I think it's one of, it, to me, it feels pretty archetypal, right? Like even an artist with a painting will do some strokes and then step back and look at it, right? There's that kind of ebb and flow of create and adjust, create and adjust. And part of the adjustment period is this time to reflect and assess, wow, ooh, what am I noticing now as I, as I zoom out, right? Zoom out, zoom in. <laughs> so I think that this is a great skill for us all to cultivate our ability to zoom in and really do the work, right? Be in the flow, be in the moment, and then zoom out and look at, okay, what have I created? How does, how does this look? How does this work? What's the trajectory? So with that in mind, let's dive in. So our list is episode 31, Fun Ways to Give Thanks. Episode 32 was Let In All the Love All the Way. 33, Bringing the Sunshine of Love to Your Life. 34, Bringing Love to Everyday Acts. 35, The Unknown is a Gift. 36, Using Questions to Change Your Life. 37, Making Praise and Love Familiar. 38, Healing misguided beliefs about love. 39. Choosing what you pay attention to. So wow, pretty robust stuff. I feel like a theme as I reflect on all of these is one that basically is a thread throughout every single episode of this podcast, but I really, it really struck me this time was choice. And, you know, choosing to give thanks, choosing to let love in, choosing to bring sunshine to and, and love to your life, choosing to notice love in everyday acts, choosing to explore how maybe the unknown is a gift, 
choosing to ask questions that are empowering and open your mind up to really cool possibilities, choosing to make praise and love familiar, choosing to heal misguided beliefs about love. And then obviously the title of the last one has choosing right in it, choosing what you pay attention to. So I really felt how choice was a big theme and I love choice. I just think it's one of the greatest things. (laughs) So let's see what we discover as we go along. We'll start with episode 31, Fun Ways to Give Thanks. This one was fun because it came out right around Thanksgiving and I was exploring the relationship between gratitude and love. And I really can see how gratitude and giving thanks feels like a form of love. It feels like a form of that warm, embracing quality that I feel from love. And I was inviting you all to explore the relationship between love and and gratitude and giving thanks, especially since it's a season, at least in America, where, you know, we gather with family and friends and we give thanks and we share food and each other's company. And the other thing I was inviting you all to explore was how to give thanks to different parts of yourself. So rather than giving thanks to the things in your life or the people in your life to let this be an internal process and what if you thanked the emotions? What if you thanked the different parts and thoughts and experiences that have made you who you are? And one of the cool things I think about with gratitude is the way that it softens things like especially when there's um, fight or conflict, like when there's tension and when there's a guardedness, which I know for me can be really true with the different parts of myself, right? The Maybe the part of me that feels like I'm not doing it right. That part can feel really guarded and it can oscillate between feeling really insecure and kind of needy and then feeling really defensive. And so to just thank that part for being here. Hey, I see you. Thank you for being here. It's like, I just, I can't help but see it. And I think I described this in that episode of like, it's like this sweet, precious little creature that I'm inviting into a warm home that has a fire going and a table with food and, and like warm, kind people in it and chairs and pillows. And it just feels like super welcoming. It's like welcoming that part that could feel like it's always out in the cold. I get to welcome it in just by think, Hey, thank you for being here. You are welcome here. And that to me is so, it's such a, it just feels like such a true mark of love, of true deep love. And the love that I feel comes from God, that there's this love that wants to embrace and welcome all the parts in, especially all the parts of us, right? It's like, and and the way that that love melts things, it softens things, and it allows us to heal and become whole. So that's a really juicy one, I guess I realize. Let's see how many times I say juicy in this episode. (laughs) Now that I'm aware of it, I might try to whip out my internal thesaurus. So we'll see how it goes. But that's a great one, you know, and and this choosing to offer gratitude to ourselves, to these parts of ourselves that and, and I think it's great to offer gratitude to things that feel easy, right? It's like there's parts of you, I'm sure, that are easy for you to feel grateful for. You know, maybe it's your work ethic or, you know, you really like your hair or wh- whatever it might be. There can be parts that you're really 
it's just easy. And then there might be parts that are harder. And I think it's so wonderful to explore both and to let this gratitude be comprehensive. Like the sunshine shines on on all the flowers in the garden and the puddles and the, you know, funny snails as they make their little snail trails. It's non-discriminating, right? So what if that love that you have, that sunshine that you have internally of awareness combined with kindness and love could shine on all the parts? <laughs> so that, I almost skipped ahead to episode 33, but we're going to get there in a moment. So episode 32 is let in all the love all the way. So this, oh my gosh, this is such a game changer. I feel like so many people do so many wonderful, wonderful self-care activities, but it's like it's not registering. It's like, it's almost as if, and maybe I use this analogy in that episode of, it's like being covered in cellophane and nothing can get in. You can't feel the water touching your skin. You can't feel that person touching you. You can't feel the breeze on your face. It's like there's some barrier of separation. And I feel like a lot of us go through our lives with something kind of insulating us from feeling things all the way, especially feeling positive things all the way. And maybe it's like a little bit of a self-protective guard that can go up, this misguided belief that, oh, if I don't let it in all the way, I'll be safer somehow. But I want to encourage you all, if you care about well-being and love and feeling loved, this is key. This is vital. You need to learn how to let love in all the way. And you don't have to do it perfectly right away. It can be a process, really more than you need to learn. It's more of a consciously practice this, consciously include, ooh, am I letting this in all the way? It reminds me of digestion, right? It's like, are you absorbing the full nutrient spectrum from the food that you're eating? It's something to think about. It's really profound. And so whether you're offering gratitude, right, or, or these other things, it's those are ways to let love in all the way. Those are opportunities. And I think that, you know, given the interactions we have, whether it's people being loving to us or it's us being loving to ourselves or it's, you know, moments of prayer and connecting with God and feeling God's love, what if you explored what it would be like to let that love in deeper let it fully saturate your being and go all the way to the core of you and another way that i think we can practice this besides just literally imagining the love going all the way in to every cell right to every down to the marrow of your bones another way to practice this is through the breath, right? Breathing allows us to uh, receive things even deeper. And another way on top of that, I believe, is we can let love in all the way. This is kind of a sneaky way by offering love to the different parts of ourselves because I think sometimes the resistance that's showing up and not letting us let in love all the way is actually just some part of us that doesn't feel acknowledged. And so as you do parts work and you honor all these different parts of you that might feel left out in the cold and you bring them inside and let them be in the warmth of your love and your inclusion, I think it's a lot easier to feel the full kind of hit of love that's that's coming in all the time, whether it's from God or from a 
a beloved in your life or whether it's something you're connecting with on your own. So, mm, this man, I feel excited thinking about all these things. So moving on to episode 33, bringing the sunshine of love to your life. Oh my gosh. So I was touching on this analogy of, right, sunshine doesn't discriminate. It shines on everything, everything that you bring out into the open. And um, I, uh, this theme of sunshine became something that like kind of revealed itself to me in the process of writing the book Love Signals, which I promise is going to get out to you all sometime soon here. I know I've been stringing that along here for a while, but I just have really wanted to be attentive. There's some parts that were like, wait, we need more attention. So I'm spending some time on that. And I feel like when it does come out, it's going to feel really good. Nevertheless, sunshine has become such a beautiful theme and it feels like this powerful symbol of love and, and even of this process of choosing to consciously connect with love and choosing to bring love to the different aspects of our lives and of ourselves. Sunshine to me is such a wonderful combination of warmth, heat, and light. And light to me really represents awareness and, you know, looking at something. You can't see something unless it's in the light, right? I mean, unless you have crazy good night vision or night vision goggles or <laughs> something like that. Um, but light allows us to see, right? It's, it's awareness. And warmth to me feels like, uh, it feels like life itself and it feels like like love and kindness and compassion warmth combined with awareness feels amazing warmth without awareness is maybe a little lost like it's like i want to connect to something but i don't know where i am <laughs> and light without warmth can feel potentially kind of cold and exposed like ah i'm out in the light and i don't know if this is okay but combining the two combining light and warmth is such a wonderful feeling. If you've ever laid out in the sunshine and felt that sunbathing wave of ease and peace that comes over you, this is what I'm talking about. And I feel like we can give ourselves that feeling by choosing to be aware and choosing to be compassionate and loving about what we're aware of. And that's one of the reasons I love journaling. It feels like such a wonderful way to illuminate aspects of ourselves. And then by choosing to bring in love, and for me, by choosing to consciously write out love letters to parts of me that maybe felt scary to look at all the way, that was such a wonderful way to practice bringing warmth along with the awareness. And it feels like sunshine. So that's a juicy one too. <laughs> Um, then we move on to 34, which is bringing love to everyday acts. This is another piece that was inspired by the book. Um, but really it kind of ties into giving thanks and I don't know, just some other themes I feel in those other episodes that I haven't touched on here, but if you listen, you'll hear it in them of how can we choose to be a vessel of love and choose to like be a source of love in our lives and choose to notice love more in our lives. And so this idea of bringing love to everyday acts, it's like, well, your your day-to-day -day life is probably full of very everyday things. Washing your hands, doing the dishes, getting dressed, getting undressed, doing laundry, making food, cleaning up after that, 
driving, walking, brushing your hair, brushing your teeth, like all these very everyday things. But what if you brought love to that? Like what if those actions could be a form of love, whether it's that you choose to bring love to it or you choose to notice how love is present in it. For example, I really love the feeling of water on my skin. And so I have felt fond of um, doing the dishes for a lot of my life. And I've lived many places that didn't have dishwashers. So I've gotten used to hand washing. And I, in the book, I, I introduce this idea of thought experiments where you try on ideas and kind of perceptions and you play with those for a day or a week or however long. And one of them is exploring water as a form of love. And so that when it's applied to everyday acts, it's like, oh my gosh, every time you do, you wash a dish, every time you wash your hands, what if that water is love pouring over you? What if the water you drink in your cup is water going, sorry, is not water, is love going inside of your body? So this idea of like, what if you started to notice love and perceive the love that's in everything around you and, and in the activities you're doing to engage with life and be a human? So I really love that one because I don't know, there's something about the mundane, right? Like that word is so kind of heavy, but appreciating the mundane and seeking out the beauty in the mundane that to me feels like one of the best ways to experience abundance and just the sense of the the beauty that really is here in our lives that can be easy to overlook. But wait, what about that rock? What about that leaf? What about the sound of the broom as you're sweeping? There, There is beauty in these seemingly unremarkable things and choosing to look for it can shift your entire reality. So the next one was episode 35, The Unknown is a Gift. This is a really great one. And I think I included some really fun stories and anecdotes at the beginning about seeing some owls and things like that. Maybe, maybe it was another one. I'd have to check my notes. But this idea of the unknown, what if the unknown is a gift? And I know I've struggled with the unknown. As somebody who loves to plan, who loves to, um, you know, daydream about the future (laughs) and who loves to communicate and just have things be out in the open, it's like, I want to know. I want to (laughs) know. But the idea that the unknown could be a gift, that it's not something to be afraid of or something to resist, but that it's actually this incredibly neutral presence in our lives. And it's really a profound mirror and can show to us whatever's going on, maybe in more of our subconscious, right? So many of us project our fears onto the unknown. But we could just as easily project our excited ideas onto the unknown. And the fact that we project fears is probably some deep survival mechanism. You know, the the people who anticipated the worst when there was something unknown, you know, that scary bump in the night, uh, probably survived more than people who were like, mm, I bet it's some tasty treat being delivered, <laughs> you know? So, so it's deep in us to have this negativity bias. But 
I think it can be something fun to play with. I think we can still be safe and mindful, but it's it's a really profound space to play with of, one, what if you just allowed the unknown to be the unknown rather than needing to put anything on it? And two, what if you played and like kind of tested yourself by including positive imaginings of what the unknown could hold as well as the negative ones that probably more automatically pop up. I think in this one, I also talked about choosing to shift our relationship with things that might feel hard for us. So I gave the example of the wind. Wind can be really hard for me, but I started to explore, well, what if, what if I enjoyed this? What if it felt good to me? What would that look like? What would that be like? And this idea of trying things out, trying things on. And I don't know if I touched on this in that episode or more in the, in the following subsequent episodes, but I think there are ways we can get really attached to our identity and who we think we are, the known of us, right? And we can sometimes limit or restrict the, mm, the possibilities of what we can be, what we can create, what we can feel and who we are. And so I love questions and I love thought experiments because they feel like a wonderful way to soften that rigidity. What if you don't have to be everything you think you are? What if you don't have to believe the familiar narratives of this is who I am and this is what I like and this is what I don't like and you know, like all those boxes? What if you tried on something new? What if you tried on being the version of you who, for me, likes the wind? And or maybe this also was um, about hills. I know I have I've I've had lots of feelings about hills. I don't remember when I talked about what, but there's been some fun personal anecdotes in these last nine episodes, and I really think it's important to to not restrict ourselves, to not believe everything we tell ourselves. And to play with it, try things out. Maybe you'll have a new experience. So much of the opinions we have of ourselves are just based on past experiences and based on associations. But when we have new information and new experiences, and when we're truly open, you know, because you can go and do a new experience with your old stuff and just look for ways to confirm what you already believe, right? I think we've all done that. But if you really earnestly go in with a willingness to have a new experience and to really see what's there, what's true, you can have a whole new reality. You can enter a whole new world. And that I realize that's kind of a theme I'm noticing as I talk about all these, how these ideas, these shifts that I'm talking about can create a sense of life and meaning that feels like entering a new world. And that is part of what I experienced with my year-long project. It was incremental, but then all of a sudden I I found myself being like, whoa, I, I feel different. All those little choices can lead to something profound. Okay, we're going to get through these last three here, last four, excuse me, in these next few minutes. So 36 was using questions to change your life. This is such a fun episode. I honestly recommend that you all circle back to it if you haven't listened to it already. Um, I share a lot of things from 
Mind Valley, which is um, a wonderful world of self-development. And Vishen Lakiani, the creator of it, had a great talk on YouTube. Um, and he was sharing the power of questions and especially using question forms of affirmations as ways to really accelerate how how much we allow ourselves to become these new versions of us. Um, so that's that's just such a fun one. And I also talk about the power of questions and what is really going on with the mind and with our conscious and unconscious mind when we ask questions. So if you are at all curious about that one, definitely listen to it. 37 was about making praise and love familiar. I love this one. I love this one. And basically it feels like that statement, make praise and love familiar, is a core part of what love signals is about. Because I really do see the profound impact that love and praise has on our lives. And when we feel that the universe is friendly, that the world is friendly, that we are loved, that we are enough, that we're doing a good job, that we can try again, we can always try again, and that something, someone believes in us and believes in our potential. That experience, feeling that way on a regular basis or even just moments here and there can really change your life. And uh, somebody, one of my clients was talking to me about this idea of love signals and self-love. And she pointed out how loving herself, it just changes everything. It changes her entire lens of life. That in a way it is the core of everything. How we perceive ourselves is how we perceive the world. I'm going to say that again. How we perceive ourselves is how we perceive the world. And letting praise and love and kindness and encouragement and positive belief be familiar internally, therefore allows us to feel the support of the world, to feel the support of God. So that's a really fun one. And I think I give some fun exercises in that one. 38 was healing misguided beliefs about love. This is so fun. I, I share with you all a, a fiction book that I've been reading that I had finished reading before that episode called 100 Days of Sunlight. And that author is so wonderful. Abby Emmons is the author. And she talks about in her YouTube channel where she analyzes stories and storytelling, she talks about how we fall in love with characters who evolve in the story. And the basic arc of that evolution is that they start as, a, you know, just a person who has some misguided beliefs about love, about themselves, about life, whatever it might be. And then throughout the story, you see how they realize that that belief wasn't true. And this episode came out around Valentine's Day, I think the day after Valentine's Day. And it made me think, oh my gosh, so many of us have misguided or untrue or limiting beliefs about love, about romantic love specifically. And it's so fun to think of yourself as the hero of your own story, the character in a book that you're writing. And what if that character 
is just simply at the chapter where they fully believe a misguided belief about love or themselves. And what if in the coming chapters, they have some healing, some learning, they have a new experience that helps them realize, not only identify that they have that misguided belief, but it also helps them release it. So that's, that's fun because love and the fact that we are incredibly loved to me is, is it's a very um, familiar belief because I've practiced it. And it's one that I feel I've had direct experience with. I really feel the truth of it. And so sometimes we need to have an experience to change our belief. Sometimes we need to practice a new way of seeing it to start to release the old belief. There's many ways to go about it all. (laughs) But you can heal. I want to say that. You really can heal. And love is here wanting to help you, wanting to help you feel healed, wanting to help you connect with it. It's ready. It's ready to pour in and love you. Okay, so the last one, 39 from last week, was choosing what you pay attention to. This is so profound. This feels like one of those other like core profound tenets and something that's just helped me so much in my life. Really being mindful of what I'm paying attention to. In this episode, I talk about how attention in a way is one of the most precious resources we have beyond time, which is often considered the most precious resource. I think it's, I think it's more, I think it's precious. What am I trying to say? I got so excited. I don't say this in the episode, but reflecting on it now, I know people talk about time being a really precious and limited resource. They also talk about health being a really precious and not necessarily limited resource, but it's, it's just precious. You know, if you have your health, that's a very different reality than, than when you don't have your health. But I really feel like attention is the most powerful resource we have, no matter if you feel healthy or unhealthy, no matter if you have a lot of time or not a lot of time, no matter if you have a lot of money or not a lot of money, a lot of friends, not a lot of, doesn't matter. You have choice about what you're paying attention to. And yes, we work jobs, we have various commitments and responsibilities and relationships that can require our attention to be spent focusing on certain things. But even the way that we focus on those things, the quality of the attention we bring and the energy behind it, right? Is there love in our attention? Is there ease in our attention? Are we looking for things to appreciate? To circle back to something I said in episode 31, which comes from Tony Robbins, is what would happen if you exchanged expectation for appreciation, right? And so the quality of our attention and what we're, so there's what we're paying attention to. And then there's almost like deeper inside of that, nested inside of that, there's the quality of our attention, which to me is a form of what we're paying attention to, right? If you're paying attention to something and you're noticing all this, like I I know I can do this, I could pay attention to my beautiful home and I can just pay attention to all the things that are dirty and that I need to sweep or mop or scrub or whatever or tidy. And I can do that. I can notice that. I can pay attention to what needs to be cleaned from a place of appreciation of, oh my gosh, it's how wonderful I have this home and I have the tools and I have the physical capability to scrub and clean and do all of that. And 
what a wonderful part of life. You know, this is, this is part of life. Cleaning means that life has been happening and dust has gathered because I'm alive. How great. Or I can look at that and think, oh, this is just too much. Why is it so dirty? And ew. <laughs> and so the quality of my attention, I think, is really based on almost like the, the filter that I'm putting on what I'm paying attention to. So there's what you're paying attention to, and then it's the filter you're looking through. And that's not something I don't, I don't think that's something I said in that episode, but it's something that's dawning on me now is the quality of our attention is part of what we're choosing and part of part of what we're choosing, therefore, to pay attention to. It's like you could look at a body and you could look at it through an x-ray and pay attention to the bones, or you could look at it just, you know, there's a person standing <laughs> and pay attention to them there. Bringing it all back, bringing it all home. I do feel that what I said at the beginning is true. I see the presence of choice as a theme in all nine of these episodes. And I just feel the sweetness and juiciness of this process of love signals and the way that it's getting deeper and deeper as I spend time with this podcast. At the beginning, well, so basically I think, what was it? Episode 31 and 32 are at the end of 2022. And then 33 on have been um, from this new year of 2023. And there was a moment in time there where before I started up the podcast again this year where I was like, man, do I really have anything else to say? Is there any merit in continuing the podcast? And I reflected on it. I journaled about it. I talked to beloved confidants about it. I prayed on it. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to keep showing up because it feels right to just keep showing up. There's something that happens beyond what I can think of and imagine when I'm sitting separate from being in the recording studio or separate from working on my notes for this, there's something that happens when I'm actually doing it. It's like I get to go to a meeting place with love and with these ideas. I, I know I share a lot of ideas that may seem like they're my ideas. And I don't honestly feel like I want credit for them. I it really just feels like I'm dancing with love and I'm just sharing the insights that have arisen from that. It, this all feels like love to me. So I will leave you with that. I know these re review ones are a little bit longer, but thank you for listening. And I hope that you got some exciting ideas or insights into either episodes you want to refer back to or exercises you want to play with or thought experiments or... Maybe you just got an idea for a love letter you want to write to that part of you that feels like it's out in the cold and you want to bring it inside to the warm coziness of your heart. Whatever you got out of this time, I hope that it really serves you and it serves your life and therefore all the people all around you. We're in it together. <laughs> all right. Well, with that, I will say if you ever want to share this podcast with people, I love it. Do it, please. It is such a gift for you to share this. And if you want to support this podcast in other ways, you can leave a review on Apple. Uh, you can also, I think you can just rate it on Spotify. I'm still learning all those details. And I love hearing from you all. So reach out to me. The email is lovesignalspodcast at gmail.com. And until next time, 
There's so much love here for you. May you continue to feel it more and more every day in every way. Take care.